Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the Potty Mouth of the South, and my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. One hundred. Kiaris one hundred one 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 one. We made it. Milestone hundredth episode. Mm. Wow, Chris, take a bow, man. No, you like, know what? I would take a bow, but I had a drink, and as you, you can see, there's nothing L- left. Was it was it Duce? Nah, come on, bro. I'm from the bottom. Come on, man. We don't drink Duce. No, I, I had um Cuban rum. Okay, I, listen, Cuban rum's my favorite. That's my yeah, that's, man, Cuban rum and that. I don't drink, but if I'm gonna drink anything, it'll be it'll be either Jamaican or Cuban rum. Come on rum. now, come on now. Yeah, 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 but no, yeah, 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 um, yeah. it's a milestone. Congratulations! It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, there's not a lot of firsts in life, as you know, as you get older. You know, sometimes you become comfortable. You start to get in the swing of things. You become pessimistic. You know, the former pe- uh, professional pessimist. But a hundred episodes, it's 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 not been easy, but it's been fun. And um, I've enjoyed yes. myself, and it's it's a, been a pleasure to do this with you. I know it sounds like I'm saying goodbye, but I'm I'm saying this because I'm looking forward to another hundred episodes. Yeah, there'll be more, and and the only way to to do the hundredth episode was to get an absolute legend, a superhero of the game. L E D G. Was it how you spell it? L E D G. Yes, legend. Yeah, I'm not cut, and I'm not cutting that either. Keep that in. Come on, man. Um, you went you went to school, didn't it? You went to school. Yeah, I went to school. I went university too, bro. <laughs> No, we have none other than Mount Vernon's own Pete come Rock. Come on, come on, and, come on. And I, I, I'm going to go as far to say it's... And I think you you reminded me of this, actually, or you pointed this out. It's his first UK podcast appearance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, episode 100, we had to do something. But all of that aside, we've had conversations about Pete Rock's music, what it means to us. Like, you know, my wife we had an argument in front of Pete Rock. Like, I wasn't going to bring it up because he probably wouldn't remember, but, you know, my missus loves her some Pete Rock. She would leave me for Pete. Yeah, no, I mean, Pete Rock is an amazing individual, talented as hell. We appreciate his time. Shout out to Matt. Um, This is excellent. But I think it's also a good opportunity while we're talking about the 100th episode to salute everyone who has chumped on the podcast prior. Yes. Yes. From from episode zero to now, to everyone who's listened, we appreciate you. Philip from Gothenburg, I'm going to shout you out because my man, he hit me about the skills episode and he was just like, yo, you guys are as nerdy as me. I can't, like, no one listens to skills. Like, my town, like, you, you guys are nerdy as me. Shout me out. So, Philip from Gothenburg, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. But this, but this is Pete Rock, Breaking Atoms podcast. Check it out. It's a Breaking Atoms podcast, a special episode. It's our hundredth, one hundred century, whatever synonym you want to use, we've got it right. It's our hundredth episode, and the only way to do this right, the only person we'd want to get for our hundredth episode <laughs> is a true master, yes. chocolate boy wonder, Mount Vernon's own hip hop's own, the legendary Pete Rock. Pete, man, how you doing? Peace, 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 peace. How you doing, fellas? We we are. <laughs> We got, we got Pete Rock on the podcast. How, how do you expect us to be? Come right? on, I'm man. saying, yeah, you know the Let's go. the soul brother, man. Like, come on, look at look at Pete. Hip-hop. Look at Pete looking like he's 20, 21, looking all fresh. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look skin, at that. Look at that. Skincare routine is crazy over there. 
Thank you, brothers. Thank you, man. You know, just drink a lot of water, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So we 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 do a thing where we are we happily stand out with our heroes because mm-hmm. this is what we're about. We're about documentation, and we're about speaking to the people that have impacted the culture, future legends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're yes. not afraid to say how we feel about our heroes. Now, yes. you are very much responsible for my for me loving hip hop. Period. Right. So well, so we spoke to Daz. And my first early memory was dog food, but I didn't understand yes. it. But fast yes. forward a couple of years later, I sipped the Dom P watching Gandhi till I'm charged, scored by you, mm. of course, was the thing mm-hmm. that made me fall in love with hip hop. I'm wow. 10 years old, I'm well, nine years good. old, right? And mm-hmm. I hear that and I'm, you know, Southeast Asian. I hear, I hear a word that resonates with me and I'm like, who's done this? It's Pete Rock. Mm. And since then, I've wow. fallen in love with rap, and it's because of you and Nas. And I've told Nas this, but I've never told mm-hmm. you this. But you are the reason mm. why I love rap. And and for a lot of people listening, and a lot of people who are affected by rap, you've probably done the same. So mm. salute to you and thank wow. you. Thank you guys, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm very passionate, as you can see. You know, what I'm saying I love what I do, and I think that shows, and and you know, um, it's important that uh, you know. I show people how to have longevity and in, in, in hip hop, being a producer and artist. And, you know, that's it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just just putting my best foot forward each time. No word. Okay. So let's get to uh, Peace Rementals 3, the live band. I yes. Obviously, we, obviously, being as fans, we understand, you know, the history about sampling with yourself. This time you took a different route. Was it more to challenge yourself? Um, you know, during this time, why, why with the live band with Daru Jones and everyone, why did you go with the live band route? What was the thinking behind that? Uh, because I felt like I, I could pull something like that off, you know what I'm saying? And and I was known for always being a sampler, so I wanted to show people that I could, you know, do live music as well and, and produce it and, and uh, you know, arrange it. And that's what, it, what I did. Shout out to the Soul Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, on the project. Uh, you know, I couldn't have it any other way or, or, or anything successful without the guys. So I want to big them up. Perfect. And how did you choose the band members and develop that chemistry? Was that just organic? Was it, you know, you saw them? Friendship, of course. Well, well, I, I, it was like the help of my drummer, Daru, you know, and me knowing musicians myself, I, you know, we just made connections. You know, Daru was, was able to reach out to certain people that, that I never reached out to, I couldn't or didn't know. And, you know, like Mono Neon for, for, for one, and for ha- to have him in my band is just like an honor, you know. Um, and just, you know, everyone else just, just kind of came together with some that was there. And then we we, we um, switched switched up and, and now it's, the band is what it is right now and, and um, they sound great, man. And I'm, you know, I'm always open to, to, uh, you know, newer, you know, other musicians that could play, uh, you know, stuff that I like to hear in the beats. Okay. So Peach Dementals 3, let's stick with that. You've almost mm-hmm. branded the instrumental with your own thing. It's called a Peach Dementals. Talk about how that idea came up. And did you have any idea that it would become this franchise that we're still looking forward to like 20 years later? Um, you know what? I love making beats. That's why, you know, I felt like doing these instrumentals was appropriate f- f- for me because it's something fun 
personally for me. And then I'm just, you know, uh, honored that people love it. You know what I'm saying? The fact that, you know, this whole instrumental thing in hip hop now is, is, is being done. And, and um, I, it, it just goes to show you the passionate side of me of what, how much I love making music. And, and I wanted to do something like this. You know what I'm saying? And then you got also the SB, the return of the SB 1200 uh, instrumental album, which I'm gonna do part two to as well. Cool jazz. That's what, that's my joy. Thank you. Washing dishes, Thank you. Hoover in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, uh, cool jazz. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Um, Pete, your your father was mm-hmm. a disc jockey. How mm-hmm. how did that influence you digging for records, or if it or did it? Um, I just loved the look and sound of vinyl. You know what I'm saying? I just something I'm addicted to. You know what I'm saying? Ever since a little kid. You know what I mean? Since my dad introduced me to it all. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just been into it. <laughs> And, you know, James Brown records are some of the first records I ever played, you know, before I found out about everybody else, which is why I gravitate to him so much and even name myself after him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I'm always interested to know about the, the relationship between DJ and production. So you started as a DJ um, mm-hmm. and you kind of, you, you, you're part of this lineage of people like Marley, um, Principal mm-hmm. was Sonic. Primo, Stack Selector. We've got like people over here like DJ Snips who are DJs and also producers. Uh, talk, can you talk about the the relationship between DJing and how it helped you sample and with the remixes? Is does BPMs play a part in that knowing BPM numbers? Because back in the day when you'd have to blend and mix, you'd need to know the BPM. Although we we have Serato now, just it's easy, right? Or Ableton. But back yeah. then it was different. Right. You might need to know the BPM of a record to to mix it with another. Yeah your dj yeah. influence or just have a good ear oh right yeah. yeah or have a good ear did it did it how did that influence your production being a dj um just the tactics in djing you know what i'm saying influences production and um you know from juggling you know records like you know break beats you know from you know doing little tricks from juggling records you know what i'm saying back and forth with the cutting and scratching and figuring out little routines and stuff like that all influence production you know to some more than others but you know what i'm saying for me it happened like you know through djing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so summit summit, summit mentioned marley mall um just just now i know that marley yeah, mall was yeah. a a mentor to you and probably still is like what's one thing mm-hmm. you you take with you that yes. marley taught you or gave you what's been the biggest jewel that you've got from your relationship with him um everything basically you know what i'm saying um just his sound alone and then hearing his stories personally you know how records came about you know was all a big deal to me you know what i'm saying and um just being in his presence and seeing him at his best doing what he does all influenced me to do what I do. Mm. You know what I'm, saying? Mm. I'm gonna get into my nerd bag though now, Pete. And this is a question I've wanted to ask you mm-hmm. for many years of my life. Are we yeah. ever gonna get yep. an official release of the Future Flavors remixes? Um, <laughs> you know what? I, we haven't discussed that yet. But um, I don't. I mean, I think it would be cool if I can, if we could all find the, the cleanest copies possible. I mean, I have a few. Okay, that Redman remix. Oh. Yeah, we need. Yes. I, I need that in my life. I need that in my life. Okay, okay. 
Um, yeah, that's one of that's a yeah, that's old classic joint. Speaking of clean copies, um, what's this mm. I hear about Grand Poobah and some demos that were never came out? Have you found them yet? Are they have you, are they lost forever? There were some demos you recorded. Well, it was it was one we have that's actually someone put out. Oh wow! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's called um, How You Living, and it's on Apple Music. But it, it that was the only one really that we did i didn't even know how how that got you how know that come out, out. yeah <laughs> i have no idea you know slick hands you know what i'm saying <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> but um you know uh that 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 was one that the, we made that demo before we even made any type of record right right and yet, yet we were just trying to yeah you know what i mean we were trying to do things you had a really good relationship with um with the guys Pooh Bar uh, X and and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also, we obviously know your relationship with um, Hev Heavy D and mm-hmm. and your fa- and mm-hmm. family. But are there any kind mm-hmm. of stories or from the recording sessions that stick in your mind? And and looking back now, all these years, is there any kind of one thing that you learned from him that you still take to your to to your life every day? Basically, everything, everything. He was, I wanted to be, you know what I'm saying? And on a personal level, as a person, you know what I'm saying? And um, everything that I learned from him was uh, going for what you love to do in life. And him seeing a talent in me help, and him helping me bring it out was um, one of the highlights, you know, of growing, like, you know, into the music aspect in our lives because we we come from young you know what i'm saying so we we um to to do something new like this i had to follow in his footsteps because he was one of the one not even one of the first the first um artists rap artists in mount vernon to you know start a whole chain gang of other rappers and other talented uh people Mm, mm. rest in peace so you know yeah yeah rest in peace to him he was like the greatest person and one of the greatest artists and one of the greatest empowers that I ever met. Mm, mm. You know what? Heavy D deserves way more credit. I, what I love about him, his music was always fun, but it mm-hmm. was never cringe and it was never corny. And you mm-hmm. know, oftentimes we have these discussions about like best album runs and all that. I was thinking today and I'm like, Heavy D's run, you know? Yeah it's it's up there like i listened to blue funk just the other day and i'm like this album is very very serious yes very 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 serious and and he wanted to go in that direction when we did that album so um he was like i want to get more street so yeah you know that's the route that's the route we took okay so let's talk about like green street studios i'm I'm a liner notes nerd and i've always been fascinated by studios we just spoke to david lockwin yeah um from D&D. which is an art gallery now green street is no longer a studio anymore yeah it's an I, art gallery. I know i know but t- take us back to your time at green street tell us about the vibe and what was it about green street studios that made you so productive and comfortable just to be there i think watching the bomb squad work and i was just a you know beginner you know, and I had to learn from a lot of people and, you know, it helped me out a lot because, you know, I became successful in, in the production and um, it was, it was like a kid in a candy store watching those guys work. You know, what I'm saying? you know, I saw 
you know, Ice Cube album go down, you know, in, in, in there, you know what I'm saying? On the mixing tip, you know, I didn't get to see Cube himself in there, but the music they were producing and they were mixing and I got to see a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So sticking with Green Street, I'm, I hope I pronounce his name correctly. Jamie Storb? Yeah, Jamie Starr. That's your that's your guy. Talk about your working relationship with him, because from what I understand, it's still going He's to the state. He's actually waiting on me now. <laughs> <laughs> bring him in, bring him in. <laughs> I, t- I told him, I said, I got to do the Zoom call first, man, and then I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Okay, we won't we won't keep you too long. We won't keep you too long. I, I was, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. I was listening to a, no, I was listening to another interview you did, um, and you mentioned something about a special EQ at Green Street that you were looking for. Uh, did you ever get mm-hmm. to find it? Well, I, I mean, it wasn't it, w- it wasn't that I was looking for it. I already had it working there. Yes, you know that's right. It was other people asking me what do I use. Okay. Other people were asking me because I was doing things with the, with the samples and the beats and stuff and. And, you know, they were asking me, what was I using? Okay. So, but from what I understand, the stu- when the studio closed, a lot of equipment got sold. And probably. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's your, that's your secret weapon. We'll keep that one in the stash. Yeah. I mean, people know, some people know, some, you know, people don't, you know. But, want, they want. They wanted I, the sauce, Pete. That's what they wanted. They wanted the sauce. Yeah, and you yeah can... but I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I ain't no snitch. <laughs> Listen, there's too much sample snitching going out here. There's too much snitching in general going on out here. We can't do. We can't have yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. no, not at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I don't mind letting something fly as that's normal, like a record that everyone knows, and you know that's different. But the obscurity stuff and all that other yeah, thing, you, you know, I, that stuff stays secret. You can't really tell nobody. No, you definitely can't. Um, can you talk about the importance of of like the I and I album, like twenty five years later? Like you listen to it now, grown man sport. There's so many classics on that album. For you, what do you feel is the importance? Twenty five years later, looking back on that album. Oh man, uh, so much fun to do, you know. Um, but it was a shame that the full album didn't come out after being produced, mixed, and ready to you know fly it didn't come out on electro only got as far as the single um two singles actually but they never released the album and and unfortunately it got bootlegged a lot and so forth so but it was a great time producing that and that was around the time when i first met jay dilla and that's i heard when i first heard his beats doing that album and um you know, I was floored. It's crazy. Mm. We just spoke to Skills, um, and he told mm. us the the story about how he met Q-Tip and how Q-Tip was flying the banner for Dilla and and how he and, and Skills then talked about how he met uh, Dilla JD obviously at the time. Yeah, uh, their relationship flourished. Well, Q- well, well, Q-Tip actually, when I was doing the I and I album, came through. You know, he's on the I and I album. That's correct. So he, you know, brought a cassette of of beats and just popped it in. He ain't say nothing, right? And he's just let the beats play. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? Whoa. Who made these beats? Like, what the hell? And then he told me, you know what I'm saying? And then I met him, actually hung out with him for a whole week at his house. Wow. <laughs> Jay Dillard in Detroit. Wow. And um, that was, that. we made joints. We made beats. You know what I'm saying? And it was dope. Dope. So I was talking to Grap Lover last mm-hmm. weekend. We were talking about the I and I album and he mentioned Grap was with me. Grap was with me actually. 
with with the whole Dilla thing. Yeah, and he mentioned about whole little brother and how we how we introduced you to, to little brother. But he also mentioned something on soul about soul brother records that I didn't know. And I'm like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to ask Pete. Tell me about mm-hmm. Taste of Forte. I think they were a group you were gonna sign to Soul Brother Records, like an R and B. Oh yeah, group? man, that was that was that was a long time ago. It never really came to fruition, but you know, shout out to the homies. You know, I still speak to one of the members, JB, once in the blue. Okay. Did you record any stuff with them, or was it just an idea? Nah, we didn't. We didn't really get to do anything. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's a shame. No, I, yeah, I remember no. in rap pages you talked about it, and they spelt Forte very differently to how it's actually spelt. Um, how did they yeah. spell it? They spell it F O R T A Y. Oh, the rap spelling. Okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, the rap spelling. But you know, you talked about it. That you talked about the compilation album. Talk about Heavy. You talked about uh, Taste of Forte. It was yeah. It was. It was, it was that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that that never came up. Came to you know, I don't know. I guess you know, being young in the game, I had a lot more to learn about putting out or running the label or anything like that but, but now fast forward all these years Pete Rock and R&B yeah. album when when are we getting this who who are, we, who are you working with to get this R? because you've done stuff with Mac Wiles there's some oh, great stuff you with Mac I'm and I have R&B probably on my own album with the, with the band Pete Rock and the Soul Brothers album you know not, not no Peach Tremendals this will be the album okay Okay. I like your stuff with Leela James, by the way. Yeah. If he's talking about R&B. Oh, thank you. Actually, um, you know, we were in touch recently, and hopefully, we could get something something new out. Yeah, I'd love to. And um, got to shout you out for "Take Your Time" with Loose Ends. Come on, Ooh, it's my favorite R&B group ever. Loose yeah, Ends. Listen, yeah. listen. Over everyone. Come on now, come on now. Over every, over everyone. I, I want to talk to you about the cultural value of the Pete Rock remix. Mm-hmm. It carries so much weight. Like your remixes give a different spin on classics. They put people on. They revitalize mm-hmm. careers. They do all of that. Like in your opinion, mm-hmm. what does mm-hmm. the Pete Rock remix mean to hip hop culture? Hopefully a lot, you know. But even though remixes didn't count, it was just a straight fee, you know. Um, it was fun to do because I was actually just trying to, you know, do my broke bro, um brodacious what do you call it braggadocious <laughs> um, braggadocious bodacious we know what you, you mean know what I'm saying? we know what with, you mean with, with with the skills i was happy with this i was i was i was happy with what i learned and i was just having fun and you know the remix game is like you know what i'm saying your remixes are so with, important though pete man i've i've got to um oh, what was i listening to um the lots of loving remix mm-hmm. and how you guys did the vocals over and then the hook was sung listen Come on, it's a completely different vibe, and in that, come on, man, that, that was that made that you know we used to we used to have see like Tony Braxton for example. You're making me high. She would have a separate CD just for the remixes, and I think that a lot of yeah. that stuff is down to what right. It was, a lot of that was down to what you were able to achieve, and and how important the remixes became. That was because of you, yeah. Really, it was really yeah. because of you. You you set that trend off in that in those night in that nineties from the early nineties from mm-hmm. down with the king all the way through. There were, there were separate mm-hmm. CDs, so you'd buy the run with the radio edited instrumental, and then you have the remix CD, which is just mm-hmm. full of dance, R&B, hip hop. But that's because of you. So that's the, mm-hmm. I mean, that impact is is crazy, and having that legacy is is wonderful. Um, I, I just want yes, I just want to say cool. though that you can't stop the profit remix oh! is silly. Mm-hmm. I become you, I become very aggressive when I hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't stop Christopher. Shout out, to, shout, shout out to DJ. 
premiere, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And Jay Rule event and Jay Rule. Yeah, you can't stop them. you can't stop Christopher when that one comes on, I tell you. Trust, <laughs> trust. Yeah, man. Man. <laughs> yeah, that was the good times in, in hip hop back then. Um what what's this I hear about Big Pun eating crisps while recording his verse to Verbal Murder too? What what flavor of crisps was he eating? Yeah. yeah he was eating potato chips, you know what I'm saying? Uh, wise potato chips. <laughs> and he was just and he was just doing his verse in between? Did it and did the verse in one take and listened back to it and said, "Let me do another one," and he did it again and that was it. It was over. What? That's incredible. That's incredible. There's um. I was good with the. I was good with the very very first take. Actually, that's the take I used. Wow. Okay. Madness. One take. Yeah. One take. The one take. It's look. He did it in one take and just did a, a reference one just in case. Chris, just in case. Can you can you imagine like pre all all his whole career has worked with legends, future legends, like the stuff with Dizza, Sky Zoo, like there's so much that he's mm-hmm. you've contributed to this game. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yes, and still at the know. top of the game. And he's still got so much to do. Incredible, bro. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, man. I wanna touch on your relationship with Large Professor. Um mm-hmm. you guys have co production credits, but one of my favorite songs you guys did was the rap world on the mm-hmm. high school high soundtrack. Like how do yes. t- how do two legends like you get in a room and what's the process in terms of co-production because i'm not a producer so is it someone does the sample someone does the drums like how did that song come together well we had fun he he was one of the first dudes that um i started hanging around actually and um you know we we um got together because we always used to hang out with each other you know what i'm saying and we just ended up saying yo let's do this joint and we did it and um it was fun because you know we used to go to each other's cribs you know what i'm saying and i used to bring my beats and records to his house used to bring his stuff to my house and um we ended up doing that beat i think in my basement or something you know what i'm saying and then you know when we was mixing it he added some stuff in there and he added you know some 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 you know, just something that'll take it over the top, and and um, because I made the base of the beat, and then he just did the rest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Classic. And then we rapped on it. Then we rapped on it. it was, you know. Classic, classic. I mean, I, you know what, man? You know, like back then, it used to be a little bit more like togetherness. You know, and and, and unity. You know, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? In in, in hip hop. It was a real, it was a point where it was like golden, golden, where people were just hanging out with each other and chilling, making joints together. And yeah, we, we, me and Large, we, we did a, we did a few joints together. We did a whole bunch of things. Mm. What, what, what changed? What do you think changed that though? That kind of what changed what? The, the, the unity Change. back in the day. You had the unity. Do you think that still exists, or do you think it's a bit different now? It's a take. It's, it's takeover, man. It's different. It's a different time, man. It's, People just, you know, out for themselves. Yeah, I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting nothing. I'm just saying, just things change. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, and what once was is not what it used to be anymore. That's fine. You know, and I can adapt to the times and still do what's being done, but just better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, understood. You talk about unity. Um, you dropped a posse cup. I think it's like 2019 now Eastern Conference All-Stars Grep yeah. asked me to ask you what mm. on earth were you thinking when you made that beat because he started going on about the layering and he was like this is this is Pete quintessential 
Pete Rock? Like, what just was going being, on? I was just, you know, that was that's just me always exercising the, the, the notes, the keynotes, and what I could put with what and what sounds the same and what records I know and what is not too far off and what I can, you know, pitch and change and make everything sound, be in tune. And I used to do that a lot, practice that, you know, a lot. But that day when I was making that beat, I don't know. I just, it just, it just was some, some days you, 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 you get that feeling, you know, and you just go in there and just start wilding. <laughs> and uh, I, I was vibing. I was, I was vibing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you catch that, when you, when you got that vibe, when you catch that vibe, anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. The Retropolitan is a brilliant project, by yeah. the way. It's, Thank you. It's, Thank oh man, like one time with Raheem Devon. It's all good. Like Pete, shout out to him. Oof. He's dope. Yeah, yeah. You're you're yeah. not you're not from this earth, Pete. I've just realised nope. you're not from the. I think you're. I don't think the milk the Milky Way, the galaxy we live in. I don't think you. But I don't think you're. On, I think you're visiting. Like Chris says, you're not from here. <laughs> like I just think like the stuff with ghosts. You think of Nas. You think like just gem, like Ross. You do stuff with Dizzer. Like I could just go on and on. Like yeah. you are not. Yeah, smoke Dizzer. You are not from here. Like, just I don't, no. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't think you understand. You're like it's passion. It's just passion, man. And what I love doing, man, and what God put me here to do, man. And and that's it, man. You know, I'm gonna do it till it's done. It, um, before we wrap up, because we, we need to wrap up, I want to talk to um, very quickly about Extinction Level mm. Event Two. Buster Rhymes, mm. you mm. Dilla, like how? Like when we heard that, I, I'm from my. I, I still hear it and get goosebumps when I hear that. I still, that album is incredible. It's, oh, it's you know, shout out to Buster Rhymes, man. You know, we we've been friends a long time. I had to go you know get that sign too. You know Amazing. what's crazy about that album? It was like the culmination of thirty years. This Buster Rhymes was paying homage to himself, like this, all the different flavors from all his previous albums. You know, you talk about fan service. He gave yep. the fans what they wanted. I sat back and I listened to this album and I said, "How Buster Rhymes dropping one of the best albums of his career." in 2020 <laughs> this is mad it's just, once it's in you it's just in you man you know it ain't never going no place you know what i'm saying i, I speak for i think i could speak for bus and i could speak for myself you know what i'm saying like you know it's we've been doing this a very 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 long time yeah how did it feel to to hear you and dilla together like <sighs> It was almost like this is divine order, but like, how did you find out about well, that? Well, he, 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 well, that's not the first interaction me and Dylan had. So, you know, he rapped over a song on uh, Soul Survivor 2. Yeah. He, he rapped on, on, on one of my beats yeah. on there. I rapped on Once Upon a Time. That's right. You know, and, um, you know, to be in production side by side with him is awesome. I always listen to him and Mad Lib's, you know, uh, album together. And, um, you know, man, I wish I just could have got to do that with him before he left us. You know what? Just saying that, I felt a chill down my spine. A Pete Rock, J. Dilla album would have stopped Earth. We, we're yeah, not ready no for doubt. that. We're not ready for that. We're not no ready doubt. for that. No doubt. That, that, that would have yeah. murdered everybody. Yeah. 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 It would have been a rap. Yeah. 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 Chris, anything else? I know, I know Summit stand out at the beginning, but I'm going to stand out one more time. Pete Rock, we don't, we don't just love you as a producer, but you're yes. one of our favorite people. We love what you oh, stand for. You, and for thank me you, personally, as a mm -hmm. Jamaican, a fellow Jamaican. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Why? Come on now. The fact yep. that, yep. you know, Mount Rushmore, 
you could probably mm. have two slots on there in terms of hip hop production. And the fact that you're Jamaican, what you and Heavy D did and Grap, come on, man. Troy, if hip hop was yes, a country, like if hip hop was yeah, a country, Troy could be our national anthem. We, um, yes. we love you. We respect you. And it means so much to us that you took the time to join us on episode 100. It's a massive milestone for us. And of thank course, you. man. Bless, bless. Everything. Pete, man, I got to ask, ask you something, though. I got to ask you something, right? Yeah. How many UK podcasts have you been on? I need to be on more, I'll tell you that. We'll help you with that. But have is yeah, this your I, first? I, I like, I actually like the UK because they, about the business, you know, we talk about music and, 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 and events and, and, and stuff that that created magic and, and music and hip hop. I love it. Yeah. No, we we just honestly to echo to echo Chris, man, you're a superhero. Like yep. we we we, we, we need to see we need to we need to give flowers to those who are superheroes, not just Marvel, Definitely. not Marvel comics, but to <laughs> to real life superheroes. You are you are part of that DC universe. We appreciate you and we love you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate Pete for the time. This excellent man. We got to we got to speak to one of our heroes, man, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You and know? you know, I just had to you know put my um my flag in the ground for Jamaica. No, you sorry. did, and, and I think sorry, I, and I think sorry, not sorry. I think he appreciated that. I can I I can't I can't really get involved in that. I can just maybe put an air horn in there. I'm not Jamaican, and I can't get involved <laughs> or, in it. Like. Or, or, or lick a shot, <laughs> lick a shot, lick a shot. <laughs> you know what though? Like on a serious note, him and him and Heavy D what they've done for my like my Jamaican pride you know and we have the obvious players you know we've got your Marcus Garvey's and all them but just for someone in hip-hop culture what him and Heavy D did for my sense of identity and pride is huge it should never be understated and I just got so much time and love for those guys like it's just uh it's I'm I'm having a moment it's very humbling to know that we could get Pete Rock yeah absolutely and not just get him but him spending time to talk to us yeah absolutely 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 Absolutely. Um, now we we appreciate him and his time. Hundredth episode up to another thousand episodes um, before you know we we duck out. Before you go though, bro, as a as a as a hip hop nerdy question, right? What's your favorite Pete Rock produced track? No, let's do the hip hop Twitter thing. What's, what's your top five? Top five. Oat. Oat. <laughs> Oat. Oat. Uh, one's got to go. One's got to go. Time. One's got to go. <laughs> can we, can we, I don't know. Like I'm. T- I don't know. I don't know because I think like I think some of the Ghostface stuff. I really like. Um, I'm gonna go with the world is yours simply because of the impact mm. it had on my life. Mm. I will say that. But then, like Ragu's, like Ragu, I don't know how to pronounce it with it's, ghost. It's Ragu in it. It's Ragu. not hard to say in it. Sorry, I am. You know, I'm. I'm from the upside down. I'm just thinking. Um, I'm not gonna say the joy because that's hoving. I'm not gonna do that. And I'm not gonna do. That. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? No, you know what? I really. You know. You know what? Actually, I like. Rather unique. Do or die. Do you know what? I've got another hip hop confession. What? I never got into that song. Okay. okay. Never. Okay. I preferred Gimme Yours. Gimme give give Yours me. is yeah, Gimme Yours is Give me. Gimme Yours is good. I can give you that. But I think if I'm gonna pick anything, I will go with Juicy. But the remember he did the original original, right? But it came out as the remix. I'll go with Juicy. Yeah. I'll yeah. go with Juicy. I've got I've got a few, man. Mecca and the Soul Brother. Yes. You know what's you know it's a fire tune that people don't really talk about again. I sound like a hip hop Twitter account. Mm-hmm. It's like that from the Mecca and it's the Soul like, Brother yeah, album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um there's a few, man. Hip hop the hip hop Ray remix. I got a love. That's dope. Um Sun Won't Come Out is crazy. Sun won't come out. I was reading a story just before we go. You know um he sampled Armored Jamal? 
on the world on the world is yours yeah yeah there was an ill story he went to see a dermatologist i read this interview it blew my mind and he was talking to the dermatologist and he realized that her surname was jamal so he's telling the, the dermatologist like i do music and blah 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 and then the dermatologist says to pete rock oh my dad does music too pete rock asked the dermatologist what's your dad's name armored jamal wow How's that full circle? So Pete Rock's dermatologist is Ahmed Jamal's daughter. Divine order, bro. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, God is real. Nah, that's Soul Brother Gills on the podcast, bro. I love that. I love that. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thank you to the listeners. 100 episodes. We are outside. We are outside. It's cool, man. It's cool. Listen, I'm I'm not going to make too much of a big deal of it just because I know what we've got coming and what we are able to do. This is just a milestone. We have to celebrate and mark but there's there's so much more coming and um there'll be more successes and celebrations to have so i'm i'm going to get me some douce actually i think i, th- I think this year i'm going to drink some douce yeah um, man pour up something man yeah absolutely but as always you can follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at break the atoms chris is i am kinetic my handle is at hip hop chronicle appreciate you all until next time peace peace